the universe is constantly expanding. And you know what's constantly expanding it too, Bobby? What? Some of the major sports leagues around the world. That's what's expanding. Especially here in the United States. If there's more money to be made, we want to tap into that new source of revenue and bring sports to a new community, mainly in that order. We definitely are looking at the money aspect first. But it's nice to bring sports to different parts of the, of the country. Hi there. Uh, welcome to Sporting Around the World. My name's David, and uh, with me yet again is my good friend Bobby. I, I figured I'd spice up the intro a bit. Yeah, catch you with that attention. <laughs> it's a different type of episode today. We're talking business in sports instead of just geography. But hey, we're, we're talking stuff all around the world too, so don't worry. It's not just U.S.-focused. That's true. It would be you know mostly there just because league expansions is very common in the United States sports systems um you know i think every major sports league here is lo- is looking or is open to the idea of expanding more teams more money and you know who doesn't want more money not any of us you know not, not any of our rich people they, they they definitely want as much money as possible so we're always looking for more avenues to get more it's insatiable <laughs> uh but looking at the leagues now the only leagues that may be hesitant would be like the nfl and the nhl just because they're at a good number with their divisions and the NHL just had two teams. So um, maybe they're not looking at it, but the MLB, the NBA, the MLS, they're all, I think they're all looking to expand. Even like the NWSL, I think is adding two teams soon, maybe next year. And I'm sure they'll expand if they can after that. But today we'll discuss what owners slash league officials are looking for and maybe try to try to make some predictions on new cities that make it a new team in the next few years. Yeah, it's going to be a fun little experiment. Uh, it's just like a fun theoretical thing. I think it's been a little while since we've had that big wave of expansion. I feel like the 80s and 90s, a lot of new teams entering the pro sports sphere. But it's time for another wave of expansion, and we're here for it. That's right. Our cities are getting bigger, and there's markets that are untapped. But up until very recently, Bobby, I- I'll be honest, um, I assumed all the major leagues were at that sweet spot of 32 teams. But only the, you know, only the NFL and the NHL are there, so we got a lot of potential growth. Who knows if that's the actual sweet spot, but I could argue we could still make room in the NHL and NFL if the markets looked favorable for franchises. Um, so, Bobby, do you know how many teams are in the MLB, the NBA, and the MLS right now? Uh, yeah, so 30 for MLB and NBA. And MLS right now is only at 29, but they're about to get that 30th team. Should be announced very soon, I believe, San Diego. Yeah, I think it's it's all all but confirmed. I, and I think the new sites are thinking in the next two weeks. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. So before we get too deep into the weeds about what goes into the thought of expansion team slash cities... Let's talk about expansions and why it's a very normal conversation here. But with some sports around the world, it isn't even a talking point. You know, they, they don't they don't even think about it, especially um, ones I think about are the football leagues in Europe or soccer, as we call it here in the yes, U.S. <laughs> yes, yes. But all of our leagues here are franchise based. So once you buy a team, you keep your team, you know, unless you do something illegal or shady, you're not going to get kicked out. You know, the owners kind of stick together unless, you know. It's blaringly obvious that they need to get rid of someone, which doesn't happen. It's a very rare thing. So you'll always be in the league. And then, of, of course, the rest of the world, and by rest of the world, I'm really focusing on the football slash soccer side of it when it comes to the major leagues, but uh, they use the relegation system. And I think that's a perfect system for countries the size of you know the European countries. I don't know. It's, it seems like 
them being close together works out. But for the United States, I think it would be rough. I think the biggest issue would be I would expect to see, you know, a bunch of teams in like the New York, New England area, as well as like Texas, then the major cities, and then like, you know, California, places where you can really funnel in a lot of money easily. I can't imagine, you know, a Charlotte team doing well in a relegation system. Yeah, because you think about the league sizes in Europe, typically around 20 teams, they're about, uh, and in some leagues, it's even less, you could be like 14 to 16. Uh, So here in the United States, I mean, we've got 50 states, maybe half of which could theoretically field a competent team. And some of those big states like California got like four to five markets. Florida's got a bunch. And then the Northeast is just loaded. So yeah, it wouldn't be much of a hope for a lot of, I guess, middle America. And (laughs) if you got less than a million people in your city, eh, you're kind of done for. I, I feel like, yeah the Midwest would also kind of suffer. Even though there's a lot of people there, I feel like they're kind of spread out amongst like some cities. And, you know, I don't really see those as big money driven cities. You know, like I don't expect Cleveland to be shoveling lots of monies into a sports team in like a relegation system. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's just Chicago there. Yeah. (laughs) I think also here, because we've always been in a franchise system, I don't think putting any league in a relegation type system is going to work just because of the way sponsorships, you know, are panning out. And there's no way any owners that are in a system where they're guaranteed a spot next year, you know, there's no <laughs> risk of, you know, being kicked out of the league or, you know, going to sign up for that. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. It's a tough sell. Cause like look at England with the premier league. That's the most extreme example, how much money those top 20 teams are raking in. And then, how much of a benefit it is if you get promoted and then relegation, they could really screw you over. Like you have to sell so many players and then it's, you have to go through a whole season trying to get back. Yeah. So tough sell here. It would be cool though. to See it at it least for cool. the MLS. Yeah, it would be cool. I, I, I put it at 0.01% as a, <laughs> that's the, the odds. Um, but yeah, I don't think either system is perfect. You know, you have, I think they have their flaws, you know, with the state system, the franchise system, you can't, or you're not really punished for being bad, you know, and then the way drafts work, if it's not a lottery draft, you could be incentivized to tank. It, it's not perfect, but I don't think the relegation system, you know, it, it, if you're not one of the top teams, it can get real bad real fast. You know, you can really <laughs> uh, crumble. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about, Numbers and ideal league sizes. So here in the States, we like to break up our leagues into more manageable pieces. I don't know if that's a thing other places with like divisions and conferences. But as far as I can tell, we do this for two main reasons. First, you know, it allows bigger playoff formats. You know, you can have two sides of of a bracket instead of, you know, feeding into one, you know, only one direction. And it also reduces travel. And the United States is a pretty big country. If you're not too careful, you know, you can have a lot of games where, you know, you're two, three hours time difference. And it, it, it can be, you know, quite the quite the beatdown on your sleep and everything. And if you're playing late at night, you know, at least like basketball plays what, like eight o'clock, you know, wherever they're playing or seven o'clock, wherever they're playing. But, you know, shifts from seven to ten, you know, you get a midnight to one a.m. finish, you know, depending on where you are. It, it can be rough. So I think that's the main reason that they split it up, you know, just just to reduce travel times for teams and uh, all major leagues here employ at the very least the East versus West system. Uh, It's not 
entirely true for NFL and MLB. But um, if we're making a league and we're picking a number to, f- to be finalized at, ideally you want it divisible by two to accommodate that. I mean, I think that's true for any league, even if you don't use, like even outside the US, typically even numbers, because <laughs> you want everyone playing, everyone has someone to play on any given day. But yeah, you, uh, the United States is just so big that you kind of need those divisions, especially the West Coast, because like there's so many teams concentrated on the East and then the West. You got uh, who plays in the same division out West, like football. I know going from Colorado to California, like that's a common thing. But if you convert that to the East Coast, I don't know what that would be like going from St. Louis to to the Northeast, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, things get spread out as you go further west, and especially if you're an East Coast team going out west, it's a harder adjustment, I think. Yeah, I think it's a non-negligible disadvantage. Like they've seen, you know, East Coast teams perform worse when they go to the West Coast versus West Coast teams coming over and playing earlier. Um, so I think you know, limiting that is kind of ideal. I mean, obviously, you run it; it, it becomes an issue you know, later. But you know, when there's two teams, you know, you're playing for the title. It's yeah, I'm sure you're just happy to be playing in it and you're not really worried about how you're feeling sleep-wise. But, you know, over the course of the whole season, it could be really taxing. So besides the bisecting, the dissecting of the league into two separate pieces, if you introduce divisions, it complicates things even more. So the MLB and the NBA have three divisions each, the West, Central, and the East. So your league has to be divisible by two and by six, unless you want to mess, you know, with league format. But I th- currently both teams are at an quote-unquote ideal situation with 30 teams but expansions are being discussed so bobby hope you remember your factors <laughs> from from your <laughs> from your grade school days uh what would be the next ideal league size after 30 without changing divisions and conferences and if you have six divisions you just need six more teams so 36 that's right we can do yeah. math here <laughs> yeah so 36 and i think adding six is a lot. It's not like adding two, which is what you would do with, you know, the MLS. You just add two more teams, you know, easy peasy. So I think expansions are a little tougher and I think they kind of have to have a little forethought unless they want to, you know, shake up the divisions. Um, You know, you said MLB is definitely talking about it. And then the NBA is also definitely talking about it. So they're going to have to figure out something new. Yeah. Cause if you go to 32, then you're going to have either, unequal numbers across the divisions which i guess could work mlb's done it in the past where the national league central had six teams still if you want to keep the number of divisional games the same between every single team yeah you got a problem you're gonna have to realign stuff i don't know basketball i feel they'd be more inclined to do that baseball just the way the history and all that they would say no yeah they'd they'd be a tough sell i think and then if you go into you know, the NHL, it's a simpler system because it only has four divisions. It currently is at 32. I think we'll stay there for a little while. I think there's a couple of relocations that look possible in the next few years. But you'd only have to, you know, commit to 36 teams. And the NFL has eight divisions, which is by far the most complicated. You know, with four in each conference, a clean expansion would be very difficult without having to rebuild the format entirely. I don't think you go up to 40 teams in the next few years and have five team divisions. And that's another place where, you know, the divisions have kind of been in place for so long and you have these hard rivalries within those divisions. It would be a tough sell to break up anything 
too drastic. Yeah, even though I know as an Eagles fan, seeing Eagles versus Cowboys, which logistically doesn't make much sense that the Cowboys being in Dallas would play in the, the East. But if we wanted to go that route, you got a prime candidate there. But then the rivalries, like that's such an iconic matchup. Like like you said, tough sell if you want to shift the balance of these divisions. So now that we've kind of discussed teams and how it seems very difficult, <laughs> let's talk about why you would, or you know, which city or regional area would be a good candidate for an expansion team. And I say regional area because sometimes you need to ship it a certain way to make it sound more appealing uh, in terms of population. So, for example, not it's not the Raleigh Hurricanes; it's the Carolina Hurricanes. It's not the Boston Patriots, it's the New England Patriots. So first, and this is probably the main one, is you want a big population and you want it to be growing. Makes sense, you know, more population, more fans, more ticket sales, more merch sales. You you definitely don't want to go to, you know, some mid-sized city if you can avoid it. It's why I think, you know, St. Louis faltered when the, you know, the Rams moved just because it was kind of shrinking and, you know, it looked doomed in the in the future, you know. Even though right. the St. Louis fans are passionate, LA was just so much more appealing yeah, and the fact there was no team in L.A. at the yeah, time. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's crazy. And then now they have two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think the next big factor is you want the population to be younger, ideally under 30, just because younger people spend money on live events. They're more likely to go spend that extra cash, go see a live event. Potentially you have people you know, without children too that kind of you know they're willing to kind of do those things and and put butts in seats you know fill fill that stadium up that's what you want you don't want an empty stadium um, especially if you're spending you know billion dollars two billion dollars <laughs> taxpayer revenue on it you know yeah <laughs> you know you, yeah. you definitely want to fill your stadium and then lastly and this is i don't know if this is one that they focus on but i think it's one they should be focusing on and that's the tv markets in the area um you know which ones are untapped because you know it if you can go to those areas, get those TV markets, be like the team of that area, um, it just bolsters your ad revenue and your TV deals with local stations. Once again, it's all about money. You want to be able to make sure you can be as profitable or at least losing the least amount of money when you start as possible. <laughs> yeah, I imagine early on it's a it's a losing money game and you're like, let's lose as little as we can and hopefully get in the green, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, true. Uh, so two things I thought about just now. Uh, you said about having a young population. Part of that, having a young population, like I'm thinking children who may not be attached to any sort of team yet would be more open to a brand new expansion team. Whereas older fans, they're kind of attached to whoever they've been already attached to, or they might adopt it as a second team. Yeah, that's true. Like, because a lot of people in North Carolina are still, well, they would call themselves Redskins fans, but they're Washington uh, fans, you know. Like, I feel like a lot of older people don't back the Panthers, for, you know, for whatever reason, just because they watched, you know, Washington play, you know, their whole childhood. So I think that is a good point. Yeah. Another one, TV markets. I thought about this because Salt Lake City is one of the teams pushing for MLB expansion right now. And there's no team in Salt Lake City. Well, there's AAA. There's no major league team. There's no one really around them either. You got just the Rockies in Colorado and I guess eventually Vegas when the A's move there. So you put a team there, they're going to gravitate to their local team. They're not hardcore fans of anyone necessarily. Whereas like putting a second team in a major city or adding like North Jersey, like the, the Newark area where they're already going to be Yankees or Mets fans. Yeah. 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 So those are just 
some of the factors that I think they focus on. Um, let's talk about leagues that are definitely looking at expanding. You know, as we said, the MLS has 29 teams, and they're definitely going to. We mentioned San Diego uh, as the next expansion team, but San Diego has around 1.3 million people just within the city. Bobby, do you want to guess where that ranks among cities in the U.S.? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's the second largest in California, if that helps at all. And this is just the city area, not the metro problem. Okay. I guess that makes sense because San Francisco's got other cities in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, is it is it top 10 in the U.S.? Yeah, it's it's actually number eight. Surprising, which, honestly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, personally. You know, I, I, I know San Diego's a big city, but it just doesn't seem like it would be one of the big ones, uh, you know, not top 10 in you know my opinion. But number eight. The metro area population is around 3 million. So I think if you were to compare that, maybe it slips out of the top 10. But still, in the city proper, 1.3 million people. And um, with the MLS expanding there, and it's so close to the border uh, of Mexico, I imagine you know you have a decent Latino population in the area, which I can only imagine helps the case for a soccer franchise. Just because it, it's getting more popular here with all people around the United States, but it definitely helps when, you know, you have people coming from a country where that is the biggest sport. I imagine you are greatly incentivized to tap into, you know, those potential fan bases that you can grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just think about uh, Los Angeles. I I think of the Dodgers because of baseball, like they have such a large Latino population and then the Padres, like it's Padres. That's the name of the baseball team there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's a good pick, Bobby. I have a map for you with the current teams in the MLS, and I have a couple ideas for the next two teams. But I wanted to give you like the your the first shot. You know, I have two t- two cities that probably should be the next two teams, and then uh, one one wishful thinking team location. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've read some stuff about the likely spots for an MLS expansion. I mean, Vegas seems like a guarantee. I think they were very close to being the 30th team, but it seems San Diego is pulled ahead. I know, uh, not Cleveland, <laughs> Phoenix. Phoenix has been talked about as a potential location. Detroit seems like they're slipping out of the race. And then Sacramento had a bid for a while. I don't know quite what happened there. They still have a team in the second division of uh, United States soccer. But we'll say Vegas and Phoenix. Those are my two. Yeah, those are the ones I would pick too. I think Vegas is going to become like the next big sports cities. Who knows if it'll be successful, but I mean, they're definitely grabbing as many as they can. And then Phoenix, um, I think uh, the Phoenix like TV market is like number 11 on like the list of like largest TV markets in the United States. I also think you could potentially pull the New Mexico area's fan base because there's not a team in West Texas you know, that's close. So I think it'd be easy to kind of pull those people over. Phoenix just seems pretty ideal location. Yeah, I don't know if they'd carry over the name for their uh, currently existing team, but I believe it's Phoenix Rising FC, which pretty good play on words there. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, honestly, I hate most soccer team names anyway. <laughs> you know, just because they're kind of unoriginal. Unorig- I'm talking to you, Real Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Or you just slap FC on the end of something. I kind of hate that too, but it's better than like just being like Phoenix FC, you know, and just like, uh, true. Okay, I see, I see you're unimaginative. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think those would be really good spots. Um, and then I have actually have two that I think would be neat. And one is strictly from a Jersey perspective. I think you throw a team in New Orleans and you have like a really cool, like green, gold and purple Jersey. And I would buy that kit 
day one. <laughs> hey, uh, New Orleans is getting a team in the USL, the second tier, in like oh, the okay. next year or so. I don't know what their jersey is going to look like, but they're coming for you. Same with Rhode Island. They're getting a team too. Uh, and I would love for like, and I don't know if you have to incorporate it into your team name, but like, you know, having like something about voodoo or something, you know, I think that'd be a, a really cool, like, I don't think you have to necessarily call your name your team that, but if they, you know, that's like what the fan, I don't know, the fans call the t- team or something, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. purple, gold, and green, wouldn't that be just a sick jersey? Like if you yeah. just did it right, maybe like Argyle or something, you know, I don't know. Ooh, Argyle. I like uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, my wishful thinking team. Uh, I would love to see a team in Raleigh, personally, with the Railhawks. I guess they're not the Railhawks anymore. They're NCFC, another boring name. But, you know, I know when North Carolina was being discussed before Charlotte was selected, you know, they put a bid in. And I don't know. I think I think it could support it. I think Charlotte and North Carolina are 21 and 23, respectively, in terms of TV market share. Um, and Charlotte kind of pulls into South Carolina a little more. I think we could maybe tap into whole of eastern North carolina and then maybe a little bit of virginia just because dc isn't close to the majority of virginia you know i think you definitely keep north virginia but otherwise you know i don't think they're necessarily loyal to dc in the in the southern parts of virginia yeah uh it's just a tough sell with a team already being in charlotte yeah but yeah i remember when the mock-up like the concept art was thrown around building a new stadium district in raleigh which i would have loved to see but Maybe whenever we get to like 40 teams in <laughs> 10 to 20 years when that's discussed, maybe it'll yeah, happen. I, I wonder, because Raleigh's growing, I wonder if there's like a timeline for when they expect it'll outpace Charlotte. I guess Charlotte's probably still growing too, but it's still just like a banking city. But yeah, wishful thinking. I can dream. <laughs> Let me dream, Bobby. Hey, I'm dreaming too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so next week we can focus on the NBA. And this is kind of, uh, you're getting a little help here. I think LeBron has stated that he wants to be a part of a, of the venture that brings a team to Las Vegas. I don't know what the rules are with that. I don't know if he'd have to play for Las Vegas if he wanted to be involved in it at all, if it happened soon. But, you know, that's not our problem. That's LeBron's problem. So uh, I provided a map of the NBA and their team locations. Um, I think adding two more is reasonable. So if you had to, if you had to add two teams, where would you put them? And you can cheat and say Las Vegas. Yeah. That probably happened at one time. It's yeah. inevitable going from zero perf- zero teams in the big five leagues to potentially having five, like one in each in the span of 10 to 15 years is crazy. But also Seattle, bring back the Supersonics. I think that's the largest market, not with an NBA team, and they'd be dying to have them back. Yeah, I think bring back the Supersonics. Give me some some green and yellow jerseys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Supersonics and Las Vegas. I also think it's very funny that Las Vegas has a WNBA team before they have a, a NBA team. I think that's just funny how it worked. I think they're, are they the Aces? Is, are those in yes, Las Vegas? Yes, that sounds right. It confuses me because there's a minor league baseball team in Reno, Nevada, that is also the Aces, which is a very nice name for a Nevada sports team. Like that, yeah. that works. Especially for baseball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny that somebody yeah. WNBA beat them. But I think I think that's it's definitely going to happen, and Las Vegas will be a very large sports city soon. Yes, and they already kind of are. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've been there. I saw the Raiders fan base. Uh, I think I was there during their second season, and yeah, you can feel the vibes. They love their teams already. It's only going to grow. Yeah, and I love the stadium. 
the I guess I don't know if they call this actually call it this. And I assume they don't, but like the fan name of like the Death Star for uh the Raider Stadium. Oh, it looks oh sick. yeah. <laughs> I believe the name is Allegiant Stadium, and then the the hockey is T Mobile. I, I went to their hockey. I saw Golden Knights play the Oilers. So that's also a really nice stadium. Yeah, I feel like uh the facilities will be great. I um but we're about to talk about the MLB, so you know let's uh, let's not spoil it. But uh, I am excited to see what what the A's do, or you know what the stadium looks like if they and when they do go. Mm-hmm. So next up is the MLB. I think um, the MLB on the map that uh, I've read it definitely is the least efficient in terms of capitalizing on you know potential market places. A lot of teams in the Northeast, which is fine, that makes sense. But a lot of teams in like the Midwest, and I, I'm sorry, I just does Milwaukee need a baseball team? You know, it's just like, the uh, way that baseball expanded over time so milwaukee their first season they were the seattle pilots and then they moved to milwaukee and then eventually seattle gets a team but yeah for the longest time no baseball teams were west of st louis or or further south than st louis or washington it was just all concentrated up there yeah i think i know where i would put two teams i just want to want to hear what you think well so vegas is already it's all but confirmed that the A's are moving to Vegas. So that crosses one off the list. And then it's just a question of if you go Western part of the U S and Eastern, you put two on the East. Um, Montreal is a very popular spot. They used to have the expos before they moved to Washington to become the nationals. I'm a big fan of the salt Lake city idea. I feel like that one would really work. Cause I think they're also a growing young city, but uh, it seems Nashville is a very likely spot though i would be more biased to say charlotte or raleigh that area needs one like the carolinas is a huge baseball region and they got no team right now like braves and nationals i don't know who's a fan here it's a no man's land yeah i think going to nashville like i understand nashville's a big city but i can guarantee you and and this is probably the same the other way but i can guarantee you no north carolina born person is ever going to pull for a team in Nashville. So that market is still untapped, right? I, I, I will never, what are they, what were they pitching? The Nashville stars? Never. I will never be a Nashville stars fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. You tell them, you tell them. <laughs> and like, I feel like growing up, you know, the reason why I didn't watch a lot of professional baseball is Atlanta so far away. It's not really my team. Like sure. We border Georgia, but it's not my side of the state. And then the Washington nationals, like, eh, it's that's a two state that's a state away as well you know so it's um i think you're really missing out not hitting charlotte i'd rather you go to raleigh i think eastern north carolina is i mean I, north carolina is, as a whole very big baseball place but east north carolina is a rabid <laughs> baseball area of the state like there are so many teams you know all the legion teams i guess that happens in other parts of the country but you know it's very big you know the high school players you know going in and playing over the summer and then you have the college leagues for players yeah. that want to come here and play baseball over the summer. I, I feel like Charlotte has enough going on, you know, with three major teams, you know, they just got the soccer team, let them kind of nurture that David Tepper can still buy it. I don't care who owns it, but you know, throw it in Raleigh. I feel like it would, it would really do well. And Charlotte has that is a triple a team, the Charlotte Knights. Yeah. Very nice stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Raleigh itself does not have a team because it's, Durham has the Bulls, which is also a very nice stadium. Uh, and then the Mudcats, but that's like the low level. No no one really cares to go to that. That's like you want to take the kids out on a summer 
just to get them out of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go and uh, uh, it's fireworks night, so we're going to go to the Mudcat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, North Carolina's got like six or seven minor league teams. And yeah, the Cape, or not the Cape Cod, the Coastal Plain League for summer baseball is a lot of teams here in North Carolina too. So it seems like a great place. And also, if Montreal gets another team too, I'd be down for it. Add another team in Canada. Yeah, and then I think another one that is a potential location, you know, is like Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's the capital of Texas, so obviously a big city. I think it has a really young population, so it kind of crosses that box. And um, I don't know. I think um, I think it could be a good location, and it definitely could support it just fine. Yeah, Austin or San Antonio, chuck a third team into Texas. They can support it. Texas is big into baseball, too. They're big into every sport because Texas is big. Everything's bigger in Texas. Concerningly big. Like, drive hours and hours and hours, and you're still not at a Texas big. <laughs> uh but yeah i think it yeah i think it could easily support it i feel like there's a lot of good options like you could throw one in portland you mentioned salt lake city there's a lot of uh a lot of a lot of, a lot of places um and i think orlando wants a team we'll see if anyone re- relocates in florida to uh, tampa's kind of discussing stuff right about their yeah city. yeah and the orlando team they're pitching the dreamers as the mm, team don't name. like it hey no <laughs> very much disney not a fan of that name i just uh there are some team names that i like good name and then there are some that i'm just like hmm, not this doesn't inspire <laughs> me to to follow your team and i just but yeah we'll have to see what happens so next up i think we'll look at you know the nhl with hockey expansion i know that talks are happening i think it's kind of being put on the back burner but it's definitely not off the stove so to speak but i think with the recent addition of the Knights and the Kraken, it's going to be a kind of a tough sell to do it anytime soon. But uh, and there's like discussions about relocations. Um, but do you see any places where you would you would throw a team? I think the one that's been thrown around the most is Quebec City getting a team back after they lost the Nordiques. I mean Atlanta, they used to have the Thrashers too. But we're just hitting on places that have already had a team. If we want to go new, Houston potentially just the southern teams have been doing pretty well in recent years so i don't know throw throw another team in the south yeah houston i think definitely again it was you know obviously it can because it has so many teams already but i mean there's a lot of potential places especially since we're you know have so many teams in canada i think you could if you wanted throw another team in toronto i don't know if how that's a very america large city thing with like you know new york having you know two teams typically and like la having two teams um, in some of the major leagues, but Toronto definitely could support it if they wanted it. Yeah, I know Atlanta does want a team. I think they like just recently submitted like designs for a new stadium area, and like that would could host a hockey team. And then you know, you go Salt Lake if you want. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, untapped potential. I think Arizona will move unless something drastic happens. Um, so any of those cities they could hit, and then I th- I think there's kind of rumblings about maybe relocating florida to to orlando just because they're not really in miami no they're like an hour or 45 minutes to an hour outside i've looked at it on a map i thought it was in miami but no they're kind of far north of it (laughs) so yeah i uh we'll see i mean with florida doing well who knows but yeah i'd i think you give the nordiques their team back i think they would the city would love it I don't know how it looks long term, but, you know, at least for the first five years, I'm sure it would be sold out games. 
just because, you know, they want that team back. Yeah. And whether or not that team is Arizona, the Coyotes moving, because I think in the next week they're voting on if a new stadium is going to be built. Because right now they're playing at Arizona State's like 5,000 seater stadium or something like that. So we'll see how that goes. I don't feel like they're going to stay in Arizona because they've just, it's constant that like, oh, they're going to move. They're, they haven't been successful. Yeah, and I think there's like really weird rules with Arizona State Stadium. Like they can't change the center logo for their games and stuff like that. So I don't think the situation is ideal for the, for the Coyotes. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, and lastly, you know, the ones that I wanted to discuss, my plans for an NFL expansion. So we were talking about the NFL and how it seems almost impossible to expand, but I have a, I have a solution. I think uh, American football is growing in popularity in Europe, but I think you take four teams, you take them to Europe, you throw them in their own division, and then they play like small campaigns in home stadiums around, you know, wherever you need to put it. Like, I don't know. This it's is someone else to be. I'm not getting paid the big bucks to figure out logistics, but you play, you know, a small campaign of divisional games, you know, in Europe against themselves. You come over to the States or, you know, people come to you for your out of division games. Then you run like a small series of your second set of divisional games because you play everyone twice. And then you do come back over, play the rest of your games and finish. If you, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you stay here, you know, stuff like that. And this way you don't step on the toes of the Premier League teams' uh, schedule because they, if you're playing in London, Premier League or Bundesliga or uh, La Liga, they're playing at the exact same time that football's playing. So it'd be tough. It would be a logistical nightmare. But uh, I think it's possible. And I think you, I think you, if you were to take them to cities, I think you take, you know, a team to Barcelona, you take a team to Vienna, um, because those are kind of mainstays of the ELF with the Barcelona Dragons and the Vienna Vikings. Um, probably have to change the name of that team if it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then uh, go to London, because I think they've hosted, they host multiple, multiple games in London, I think, every year. And then, you know, hit up Berlin. Why not? Go to Germany. Of course. I know NFL's talked about going to a European division at some point. And with the way that the ELF, which is the European League of Football, if you're unfamiliar listeners, it that is a very fast growing league. It's in it's about to start its third season this year in 2023. And uh I mean American football's growing there, especially Germany's a hot spot. I think England has enough of an appeal. And then like you said, Barcelona hitting the the Spanish market and Vienna, they won the championship last year for the ELF. And it's basically same passion as Germany too. So I could see it happening. I don't know when, but it would be fun to see anyway. (laughs) I think it's definitely something that kind of needs to be thought about and planned out, but I think it would be neat. And you'd also have to navigate the stadium situation. Yeah. Cause if you're playing the games in the same stadium as like premier league or Bundesliga teams, yeah, you're going to be tearing up those fields. And that's not very ideal. And they also play on the weekend, so. Yeah. And then it's like, is it even worth to, like, talk to Tier 2 teams who, like, may not be playing, you know? do So does the second tier play, like, during the week? Would it be, like, more manageable? No, it's usually weekends. For um, everything? Like, there's and no... Like, if anything, uh, like, second tier in England, they play more games. They sometimes do a weekday and a weekend game. And the big teams in Europe, you got them playing in the Champions League, the Europa League, 
And then any cup competitions, that's middle of the week stuff sometimes. So schedules are already really congested. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you could justify building a American football specific stadium for any of these teams. Like that's a huge investment. You got to be really banking on this to succeed. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. But I know they're looking, you know, they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. And I, I think they announced the schedule tonight in real life um, for the NFL season. So we'll see how many games go to Europe. I think that's already been announced. It's uh, five and the oh, Jaguars yeah. get two. Oh, Jaguars. I, think, I think that's the first time I think they get two in London. I think there's four in England. One in Germany is what's happening. Are they going back to Mexico City? I don't believe so. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah, I not no Mexico City. I just pulled up the list. It is Wembley Stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and then Frankfurt twice. Wow. So the Jaguars actually get, so they play there pretty regularly. You know, it's kind of a home away from home for them. And they're getting one of their away games scheduled as, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the UK. So that's kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because the Jaguars owner, also owns uh, Fulham in the Premier League. So, yeah, there's been the ties there. And I hate to say it, Jacksonville, I don't know what the fan base is like there. I'm sure they're passionate for their football team. It always just came off as a weird market for me, like Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, two games in Germany, three games in London. I'm sure they'll do very well, and they will ruin my fantasy stuff because they play so early. (laughs) <laughs> and I forget to set my lineups the night before. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and uh, with the ELF, they're expanding as well. Uh, how many teams did you... Uh, you, you were ta- We were talking about this off, off... Yeah. So Istanbul isn't in the league this season. They're on hiatus. So they lost one, but they gained six new ones to bring it up to 17. So they added a team in France, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Italy, Hungary, and then a team in Munich, Germany... Because surprisingly, there was no team in Munich before, which seems like you would go to Munich as one as your your first for Germany. But I digress. 17 teams, a big expansion coming, and I'm sure they're going to add a lot more in the near future. Um, yeah, I feel 17 just is crazy. Like, I wouldn't have guessed they were going to be that big. Yeah, I mean, going from 12 last season to this, it's going up quickly. I don't know where they're going to stop. I feel like London needs a team, probably go to Amsterdam, maybe put a team in Scotland. Uh, Beyond that, all I know is I think they said, we're going to hold off on Germany for the time being, because I think they've already got six to eight, something like that. I think someone on Reddit did like a mock-up of (laughs) the ELF, if it expanded at the same rate, you know, in 2030. Oh, gosh. I sent you the picture. Yeah teams all over it i think it's 48 in this little (laughs) mock-up definitely you know a ridiculous estimate and you know kind of in jest but um who knows you know what the what the limit is europe is a impressive uh continent with a lot of people and a lot of cities um i i feel like adding three next year wouldn't be ridiculous and putting him at like around 20 Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know what the situation with Istanbul, if they'll come back, but definitely London, Amsterdam, and I'd probably put one in Glasgow. I think they all had teams when that NFL Europe, if you remember back, like the original four-way. 
It was like the London Monarch, Scottish Claymores, and the Amsterdam Admirals. <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back. Make it happen. <laughs> um, one thing anyone wondering about promotion and relegation leagues. Oh, first off, U.S. is not the only place that does the franchise leagues. We got Australia does that in some of their sports. Canada does it. Mexico. I think India as well. A lot of the cricket leagues do uh, franchise-based stuff. But if you're wondering about the promotion relegation stuff, the schedule congestion in Europe, we we mentioned it earlier, it's really bad. Like so many different cups and stuff going on for the big teams. So yeah, you could keep promotion relegation. Why not make Premier League 22 teams instead of 20? Well, they were at 22 back in the 90s, but the congestion was bad then. Just too many games. Um, France, I think they got rid of one of their cup tournaments. They're contracting from 20 teams in their top league down to 18. So it's just not on the table. I mean, expansion is theoretically possible, but uh, realistically, it's a it's a nightmare. And a Champions League is also expanding, so that's going to add more games. And let's not even get started on the whole Super League nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I can't imagine trying to implement a franchise system in any of the major soccer leagues. I I feel like people would burn. They did (laughs) burn those stadiums to the ground. You know, Liverpool was burning jerseys. I remember after the Super (laughs) League was announced, and then everyone backed out quickly. Like, no, 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 this wasn't. This was just the owner's decision. Social media yeah, guys yeah, are like, well, we had nothing to do with this. Calm down. <laughs> don't, kill it. don't shoot the messenger. Um, yeah, I, I think any like new league that pops up, I feel like it's probably going to go the franchise route. It just makes more sense for the investors. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying invest in sports. I don't think that is a good investment. But you know, <laughs> if you have the money and you look all of the sport, maybe maybe you spend the money. I think it'll be uh, a very interesting uh, frontier in the future for those relegation sports, considering all the all the stars getting involved with the investing in teams after, you know, the Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, Wrexham situation. And then there's that other actor, but I can't remember his name. He's in his always, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Rob, it, Rob. It's Rob, but I've never Mick known. Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably saying that wrong. I, I, I feel like I'm definitely saying that wrong, but yeah. I mean, that was a, a success. There's so many other teams in, uh, especially in England that are getting investment, especially from like Americans or just any outside source, uh, ESPN had an article yesterday. JJ Watt is apparently a minority investor in Burnley who just got promoted to the Premier League. So cool. If it's a passion project, go for it. But these teams are rarely going to be a good return on investment. Yeah, I feel what what I think you said is 1.5 is like the relegation rate after getting promoted to. So it's yeah, like, ugh. like one team is almost guaranteed to get relegated after they get promoted and then uh you can see two teams usually one of them stays up after they get promoted in the premier league i just don't believe i don't know i i feel like if i invested it would definitely be like we got relegated and all that money you put into it is now worth less money uh but you know if you have the money and you want to you want to spend it and you love the sport go for it invest that's only good can come out of it for the fans at least Mm -hmm. but that's all we have for this episode um just a fun little thought experiment we have contact information in the, on our show notes below, so let us know what cities you'd expand your favorite sports leagues to. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us if we picked really dumb cities. You know, that, like, why would you send a city a team there? That makes zero sense. Um, 
Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it with people that you think would enjoy it too. Also, if you can, give us a like, a follow, or a subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on most major ones, including some I didn't even know existed when we started. <laughs> uh, we're here every week with a new episode. We rotate between country profiles and these spinoff episodes. Next week, we'll have a country profile for you. Bobby, would you like to give the people uh, the, the people a hint for next week's episode? Yeah, so this will be our 20th country profile. So our plan right now is every 10 is going to be a very big country in the world of sports. For number 10, we did Australia. So for number 20, we're doing another big one. Uh, it's one of the big ones in the Americas. So you got like five countries to choose from there that are really big in the world of sports. We're doing one of them. I'll stop the hint there, but it, it's going to be interesting. A lot of big sports, but some unique ones too that you may not be familiar with. Yeah, the last time I gave a hint, I kind of gave it away. So I'm going to also refrain from giving a hint. But um, <laughs> after that, we'll be doing another major sporting event kind of spin-off episode. And um, I'll just say it's uh, played on clay, which is pretty on the nose. But, you know, that's the kind of hints I give. I want you to know ahead of time what you're, what you're getting into. But, yeah, thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.